Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Fly, Eagles, fly. Score a touchdown. One, two, three. Hit them low, hit them high, and watch your Eagles fly. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. E A G L E S Eagles. All right, Ian, drop the beat. Welcome in, welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. I'm your host, Big Gain, your boy, JJ. With me today, I have Keone. Ah, yes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls. <laughs> it's, spoke, it's close to the spooky day. So, spooky season. Yes. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Daydreamer Keone. And Ryan is here with me. What's up, guys? You know, Twitter, R-O-K-K-O, Daydreamer. So, Ryan, I was not able to uh, find an Eagle's Beak, so I figured I'd just sing you guys' uh, victory no, song or fight song or whatever. I was like, should I join or should I just let him keep doing this by himself? I was like, you know what? Let's just let him keep. Let this be a you thing. That was great, <laughs> bro. Your high notes to low notes. Uh, Excitement in your voice. Not a single note. I'm sorry to the listeners, but uh, yeah, I got it done. You know, if I if this was American Idol back in the day, Keone's definitely Simon. Bobby <laughs> Randy, bro, and that was for me, dog. That's good enough for me. You're going to Hollywood. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at JJ Daydreamers. We have some stuff to get into, news, the week seven recap, and then our waiver wire ads, drops, what have you, waiver wire stuff. So let's get into it. The Bears head coach, Matt Nagy, announced on Monday that he tested positive for COVID-19. He has a chance to coach on Sunday as he is vaccinated. He will need two negative uh, tests before he can return. So he does have a chance to play on Sunday, but there's also a chance that he doesn't or not play, it, it, but he coach. <laughs> but, it, it might be better if he doesn't. Uh, maybe. No. Mm. Uh, what it does mean is that the bears are an enhanced modulation protocol. It's just some big words. That means everyone has to wear a mask around the facilities now and everyone is tested every single day. So there might be a few more positive tests over there. Defensive coordinator Joe Barry of the uh, Green Bay Packers tested positive as well. They play Thursday, so most likely he will miss the game. Uh, He will be able to be there virtually during the week, but being a Thursday night game, it's, it's not very likely he will be out there. They showed him a lot on Sunday just because they were kicking the crap out of Washington. Yeah. Devontae Adams was also placed in the COVID-19 list. Uh, that that one's going to hurt the Packers. Clearly, Aaron Rodgers, number one wide receiver, probably going to miss Thursday night. 
huge implications because this goes from a big time game to being one where it's, there's still like not necessarily an asterisk, but it's just like they're not going, you know, it's the Cardinals aren't going to be as tested as much as we with Adams on the field. Jets quarterback Zach Wilson sustained a PCL sprain and is likely to miss at least two weeks. Then the Jets traded for Joe Flacco. Looks like Joe Flacco will get the start for the Jets this week. Also, Jets running back Ty Johnson is being evaluated for a concussion. The timeline of the concussion is different from player to player from how hard they got hit, how bad it is, the severity, and what have you. So there is no update as of yet, but you'll just have to see how uh, Ty Johnson progresses through that concussion protocol. Running back for the Philadelphia Eagles, Miles Sanders was ruled out early with an ankle injury. He is considered week-to-week as of right now, but the coach said he wouldn't rule him out quite yet, so he still has a chance to play this week. The Raiders running back Josh Jacobs was ruled out early as well with a chest injury. He's believed to have avoided major injury, um, so we'll see how, how fast Josh Jacobs could get back out there. Good for Kenyon Drake, though, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Tied in Jonu Smith from the New England Patriots left early with a shoulder injury. Nothing nothing new to report on that. Uh, seems like Hunter Henry is the guy you want to have anyway. Yeah, he's better. Like, he's been better this year, I should say, at least. Yes. Been, yeah, Mac Jones likes him more, it seems. Ryan called that one with the Bill Belichick hug at the beginning of the season. No, yeah, bro. Come on. That was you, you don't hug like that unless unless he won a Super Bowl. And for some reason he was hugging him like that, bro. It was weird. Uh rookie from the Washington football team, the wide receiver Diami Brown suffered a knee injury. And although it doesn't seem to be super serious, he is expected to miss this week's game as it is Thursday night against the Packers. They were just end zone phobic, I guess, this weekend, even though they, uh, Tyneke did get in the end zone. Screw the NFL and their terrible rules. And you know like, what, though? No, that's I'm not giving you that. That's not a bad rule. That, that was a dumb slide, bro. Run in the end zone. Fair enough, but it, sh- from? it should be situational. They should see that and be like, oh, no, he wasn't giving himself Here's, up. He was clearly going and, to and go into the end zone. We won't get too far into this, but the thing is, he didn't slide. He dove forward. Is, is uh, that was where a, that was a, I see him dive for a pile on, bro. Why don't you dive like that, bro? That was a bad dive. It was a bad dive. That is, that is facts. But if you're diving, I think you're not giving yourself up. You're sliding, you're giving yourself up. That's the difference. Yeah. Um, and our last bit of news: Malcolm Brown was ruled out early with a quad injury. He's headed to IR. Do you guys add Salvin Ahmed to your team? He's no, going to no, be Miles no. Gaskins' backup. No. This give you uh, confidence in starting Gaskin, though. No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I just think I just think that running that whole Dolphins backfield is a week by week week case. And then, I mean, I like the way that Ian said it. He he flipped a coin if he was going to start or not. And that's what it is. Should I start a Dolphin running back? Ah, I guess I'm going to have to this week. Dirty. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for the news. Let's move on to our week seven recap. 
what are some things you guys are taking away from this week's slate of games? Ryan, you want to start us off? Um, no, I do not. <laughs> okay, Keone. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I guess like Um, one thing I really hated was the Thursday night game because I thought Odell was going to kind of get off and Jarvis was going to get off a little bit. I thought Case Keen was going to have the, have the start over of his career. Baker out. I believe in the underdog story. And then it was just a really boring game. It seemed like it seemed like Thursday night set the tone for the rest of the week. Um, but yeah, I that game sucked, and I yeah. and I worked really hard to like watch that game because I, I was at work and I had to move around some times, some slots where I have to be. Ugh. Wait, I it should just wasn't worth it. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It I'm wasn't sorry. I feel I know that struggle. Yeah. And then the the second the second takeaway was. Um, I felt like there was a lot of red zone mistakes this week and it really hurt some fancy teams, but it seemed that it was really only hurting my fancy team. It really hurt because damn, bro, by this by week, by weeks that would happen. And then all these red zone turnovers, I mean, two happened to the Eagles that Washington, Washington had three, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what happened to the Ravens. I don't know what happened to that team. That was rough to watch. I'll tell you um, what happened. Jamar Chase. <laughs> that Jamar was the Chase. worst tackling I've ever seen. Oh, my man, entire it life. was. It was. Uh, but it just seemed like there was a potential to have a lot of big weeks for some guys, and it didn't happen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'll 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 go with mine. Jamar Chase is one of my takeaways. This man is a top five fantasy wide receiver, and might be the wide receiver one in dynasty right now. I mean, he's just. Killing all offenses or all defenses does not matter who he's playing against. Uh, he's clearly Joe Burrow's favorite target. Yeah, Jamar Chase. I mean, 10 targets, eight receptions, 201 yards, and that long, long touchdown where, yes, no one can tackle him, but also no one could catch him. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I have a question for you Jamar yeah. Chase, Terry, Terry McLaurin, or. Um, why am I blank on this guy's name? Um, Can you give us a team? Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman Jr. Because oh. they all, I think all three, well. I'm, I'm taking Jamar Chase. You think so, huh? Yeah. I uh, I want to say I want to say Terry McLaurin, but I just can't figure out his quarterback situation enough to take him long term. There you go. But you're right. I mean, Joe Burrow looks so good. The Bengals look so good. It was crazy. I mean, again, worst tackling I've ever from the Ravens to go from what they were last week to stopping the charge to this week were two different teams. Yeah, true. The the Ravens look, I don't know. They are they are a wild team. I cannot figure them out this season. Like sometimes they're really, really good, and sometimes they're they're not so good. Um, and then weather. We're already starting to get into weather. We've we had a couple uh Rain games now, yeah, night. yeah. We saw Monday night. We saw at in uh, Santa Clarita. Wait, where is San Francisco? Santa Clara. Santa Clara. I always get those mixed up. Santa Clara. That's, that's used not, to that be. Sounds like a good bar though. Santa Clarita. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Uh, yep. Let's start a bar. I think uh, <laughs> we decided. Um, right by the beach. <laughs> San Juanteneo. So yeah. We're starting. We're already starting to get into weather games, uh, so it's just something to keep an eye on. The run game might be serious. Uh, 
it didn't seem to affect Carson Wentz too much, even though he did have a couple turnovers that were bad. So it did affect him, but uh, they were still out there throwing the ball deep, but uh, uh, still not an interception. So <laughs> it was ruled as a fumble. It was so. it. Yeah, it was. Oh, that is okay. Well, I mean, he th- he's thrown one interception this year, but it's still, he's like, I think yeah. has like the longest active streak. Um, Keone, what were some of your takeaways? Um, so I'm just, we've hinted like these games were so boring this week and it was the wrong week for it to be boring. I don't know if it's because of the teams that were out, you know, being highly explosive offenses with the bills, the chargers, the, the, the Cowboys, um, and even the, the Vikings to a certain extent. But I think out of the 11 games that were played on Sunday, at least eight of them were not really that close or just, you know, were one-sided. And I think people were suffering from the bipocalypse and we also had to suffer through this. So it was just, it was unfortunate. And I mean, you're still going to watch, you know, the games and stuff, but it was a kind of a slog to get through. And so hopefully we'll have a, uh, a more exciting week eight with those teams back uh, on the, the field. Our producer Ian hits us with a stat before Sunday night, this game, the average margin of victory was 21.8. So this team's just blowing, blowing people out. I mean, yeah. The Cardinals killed the Texans. Bucks killed the Bears. The Titans Tennessee. beat up. Yeah, yeah, beat up on the Chiefs. Like, bad. Yeah. Um, and then also, this is kind of a piggyback, so um, I can do another one. But yeah, Cincinnati, I think just as a team in general, besides Jamar Chase, I think Cincinnati as a team in general is beginning to silence a lot of their doubters that yeah. were, you know, like a lot of chatter from around the 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 NFL draft. Like, oh, they should have gotten Penny Sewell and stuff. And it's like, instead of Jamar Chase, it's like, no, I think they think they made the right choice. Like chemistry is something that you cannot really account for until you see it like on the field. And be with their win against the the Ravens, I believe they're number one in the AFC now. So it's just they have Joe Burrow's a top ten quarterback. Uh, Jamar Chase is like a top two or at least, if anything top five um, wide receiver, and then they have Su- CJ Uzuma who can you know score a couple touchdowns. Uh, Joe Mixon is great when he's healthy, and their defense is keeps them in games. So Cincinnati is is looking great. Um, yeah. Just. I think they're really just kind of meshing well together. Do you guys think Cincinnati wrong. has the best wide receiver group? I mean, Jamar Chase, really, really good. T. Higgins, yes. really good. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. been injured, but he is really good. And then Tyler Boyd. I mean, I would say I mean, the Bucks they, still. Who? The Bucks. The Bucks, yeah. That's a, that's Antonio. True. Yeah. I mean, Mike and, Evans. And Chris they're Garland. deep, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know. Tyler Johnson gets you for a couple of plays. Yeah, Scotty Miller comes in for Scotty some Miller race. with that deep catch. And then, then you add the tight ends, and they got three good three good tight yeah. ends. Okay, okay. It was, it was just a but yeah, you're right. They're, they're in the AFC. They're on the they're, way, they're, yeah. They're in the mix, yeah. All right, what for was, sure. what was uh, some stuff that you guys loved? Uh, for me, it was the Miami versus Atlanta game. Um, so... <laughs> We saw two one of the few rookies. close games this week. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, but we see two rookies start to really show out. Jalen Waddle, we've already, we talked about the last couple of weeks. Again, he had seven receptions and a touchdown. Um, 
And then Kyle Pitts, back-to-back weeks. Well, not back-to-back. Well, back-to-back games for him because he had a bye in the middle of him starting to get off. Um, kicker ended it. Shout-out to Koo. Kickers matter. Kickers matter. Hashtag. Okay. And then Tua, he got off four touchdowns, and they still lost. And it was cool. So, shout-out because I wanted the pick. Number two overall pick, baby. We're getting it this year. Shout-out to Dolphins. Hey, 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 hey. The Lions are going to make a resurgence. They have the heart of a lion. I hope they do. I hope the Dolphins get the number one pick. Shout out to the Lions. Go win next week versus the Eagles, bro. Speaking of the Lions, uh, I have Dan Campbell's just giant testicles going for it it on special teams. I don't think that's giant testicles. I just think that's your Super Bowl, bro. You're supposed to do that. I just think that when you're zero and six, <laughs> you got nothing to lose. If he was they like really, five and one doing that, then I'm like, oh, that's giant testicles. Yeah, okay, you're starting to rally your team around, bro. Yeah, I do like it too. I like it. I respect it. They're definitely in DGAF mode right now, where it's just yeah. like we're just going to throw anything to the wall, see if it sticks. I mean, they had after their first touchdown, which was great by DeAndre Swift. Like, I can't say how like good him and another that rushing team is. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Another broken tackle. Yeah, was... Still, sixty-six yard touchdown. Basically, all yak. But still, they kicked. They they faked or they did an onside kick after that, and then they went for it not once but twice on fake punts throughout the game. So I, I just I, I admire you know trying to go for it, especially in a game that was kind of a rivalry a rivalry game in a way for a lot of the players, and I think it made it more interesting than it probably should have been or whatever that we expected, you know, to be a blowout. It, but, was, it uh, was like, I think they said in the beginning, like the, the lions held the ball for the first, like eight minutes of the game. I'm like, like the Rams could not get on the field because yeah. yeah. the lions are being wild. And I was like, that's a perfect strategy. Yeah. yeah it I really mean, is. Yeah. He, the thing is, is they converted on all three of those. They got the first yes. down on both the fake punts. They got the onside kick recovery. They got like, it worked out. They still lost. They're just the worst it's team. Just, but, yeah. but I think it's Ryan's like- right. Like, this is just a we are zero and six, and this other team coming in has so much to play for to beat us. We have to try something to to keep up with them. And it didn't work, but it kind of it kind of worked, but it didn't work in the end. Yeah, I still admire it though. Yeah. Like, it's it's it was exciting, and just yeah. you never know. You're not. You're. It's always exciting to watch the Lions, even though they lose in close games. Yeah. They're not close games, but they just find a way to lose. They they make some games pretty close. I mean, they they're usually somewhere in it, or at least trying to come back, and they make it somewhat of a game. Most exciting team in the NFL right now. <laughs> All right, my love, Alvin Kamara. He is the Saints' offense right now. Twenty touches on the ground, ten receptions on eleven targets, one hundred and seventy nine total yards, scored a touchdown. He is a lot of fun to watch. Jameis Winston is throwing him the ball a bunch. I mean, he is, like I said, the Saints offense right now. That Monday night game. Uh, yeah, he was just a lot of fun to watch. He's one of those players that even if I don't have him on my team, I, I like I like watching him. I like watching him do good. And he didn't score enough points to beat me in a league. So thank you, Alvin Kamara. <laughs> What is something you guys hated? One thing about that Camara stat, you said he had 20, he said he had uh, 10 receptions in this game. He has 25 throughout the whole season. I mean, he was getting fed yeah. today, bro. It was great. I, 
watching that game was was horrible for my girlfriend because <laughs> going against Kamara, she was going against Kamara and DK up by forty points, lost by four. Oh, oof, Dirty, yeah. <laughs> that is uh, tough. Something I hated the Chiefs' offense. Let's talk. I mean, this offense right now, <laughs> or this team in general, the defense sucks. The offense this week, three three points, <laughs> bro. Oh my God, Kelsey Hill and Holmes are just and Williams, Williams didn't get off. I mean, I picked up Harmon in the league. He didn't do nothing. It's just this whole team, and and Derrick Henry didn't go off in this game. That's the crazy. Threw thing. a touchdown. Yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> but like they didn't go off. It was just like silly mistakes and bad offensive line. It's like, oh man, I I'm not some, saying I would get off good any of those players. Some good plays by the Titans defense, though. Oh yeah, 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 mm. and, and the, always that one per game when someone drops the ball into the defender's hand as well. Yeah, or so it gets tipped off. That happened. That happened that game too. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs' offense is way it's struggling. Um, it's up. I mean, they should have done better versus Washington last week. Did nothing against. Should have done Patriots. better against Tennessee this week. Tennessee's defense yeah. is not great. Man, I think it's just they're getting behind in games because their defense is so bad. And they're used to kind of being ahead or if not being in a position of power. And I think with their, this kind of their power is taken away. So their, their mojo is off if you will. And it's just, they, they need to find a way to, to settle down. Cause it's, it's very uncharacteristic, I guess, for Mahomes to be throwing this many interceptions and oh, turning yeah. the ball over this much. And I just tied think for, they're, they're rattled. He's tied for first right now in interceptions with Zach Wilson. Rough. Keone, what is something you hated? Uh, he's this is a guy that I've uh, I've been I've talked about a decent amount, and he's just he's the, the past three weeks he's he's let me down, and you know it's it's this the straw that broke the camel's back. It's it's Sam Darnold. Mm. I, I um, agree with you. He did the he past, did to you what he did to all of us. The USC prodigy. Yeah. The, the past three weeks, he's had a turnover ratio of uh, six turnovers to two touchdowns. Prior to that, he had a ratio of four, only four turnovers to 10 touchdowns with a lot with four of those being um, rushing touchdowns. So there's a huge difference. Uh, he was coming off of three 300 yard games. And so I think clearly having McCaffrey is a big makes a huge difference for the Carolina Panthers. And without him, they're just not even completely the same the same team at all, really. Um, and it's, it just, they, cause they could just, they couldn't sustain it and he hasn't performed well. So there's, there's really no excuse anymore. I say bench him until McCaffrey comes back. And even then it might not even be worthy to play him right away. You'd have to wait and see. Um, I say drop him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Get him off your team. You do not need to bench Sam Darnold. Get him off your team. When the parents are coming out and saying, well, the team quit when Christian McCaffrey got hurt. Nah, bro. It's okay, Darnold. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. It's cool. So Sam Darnold, you you fool me once, you know, shame on shame on you. You fool me twice, can't can't get can't get fooled again. A third time, well, that only applies to baseball. So I hate Sam Darnold right now. Yeah. Three times you're out. Something like that. I don't watch a lot of baseball. Yes. <laughs> All right. My hate was this this bipocalypse, these uh, and there was injuries too, just compounded on top of it. Uh, Nick Chubb being out, Cream Hunt being out, those really hurt me. Uh, and then just these 
just this bye week. I mean, like he only said, these were some high-powered offenses and with a lot of fantasy implication, fantasy players on them. And uh, I did not do good this week. Uh, so I hated, hated that. All right. Yeah, you were you were lucky to survive this week. Yeah, if you got a win, and I did, I did get a win in one league, but that's because the other guy didn't start three players, and then I looked at his bench. He literally had no one to start. They were all either injured or on by, and they're all like guys that you don't want to drop. So he did his best, but uh, for example, for that easy win, I had to play Sam Darnold and Geno Smith in a league in a two QB league. Yes, in our dynasty league, I had to pick up Geno Smith to to have a spot filled. It's Rough. ridiculous. Rough. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our waiver wire. So, who are your top three waiver wire ads from this week? Rostering thirty three percent or fewer leagues. Ryan, you want to go first? Um, Kenny Kenneth Gainwell. If if Sanders is out. I like Gainwell versus the Lions. Um, I think Gainwell has two touchdowns inside the 10 anyways. So he was getting some of that work. He's a good pass catcher. Uh, he did fumble last week, but him and Boston Scott will share the load. Uh, and versus the Lions, I'm okay with it. I think it will be a close game for both teams, probably a low-scoring game. I think it will be run-heavy. I, I, think, I think that's a good pickup. Yeah, I agree. I have Kenneth Gainwell as my number one as well. 26.3% rostered. Like we said, Miles Sanders, he went down with that ankle injury. It, yeah, the coach hasn't ruled him out, but I think he's going to miss time to uh, at least a week. You don't say someone's week to week if if they're going to play that week usually. They usually say they're day to day. So I think that leaves Kenneth Gainwell up next. And like Ryan said, Boston Scott is there. Maybe they bring Jordan Howard off the practice squad, activate him. But Kenneth Gainwell is going to be that guy that's most fantasy relevant. He led the team in snaps after Sanders left on Sunday, running 55% of the snaps. Gainwell is not your typical run it down their throat, but he works the passing game really, really well. He's averaging 4.4 targets a game and finally got a receiving touchdown on Sunday. Like Ryan said, they do play the Lions. Um, the Lions, uh, they're not a terrible run defense, but they are bottom 10 in the league. But Gainwell is going to get a lot of passing work. So it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter. The, yeah, Kenneth Gainwell. Tioni. I think that's a great pickup as well. Um because he's, you know, injury leads to uh, Brett. Uh, but I'm going to go with CJ, CJ Uzama or Uzama. Uh, is 10.1% rostered. He is, again, he's part of that great offense and he's kind of explosive. A guy who can get you touchdowns from basically anywhere. I mean, granted, a lot of like his touchdowns this past week came to due to bad tackling, but still, he's had long touchdowns before and he's getting touchdowns which is really important especially for the tight end position because that makes the difference between somebody finishing outside the top 10 versus somebody finishing inside the top 10 at the at the position um then they they face they face tennessee and then the jets and then jacksonville 
I believe, or no, I'm sorry. No, they, I'm they play the Jets else. next week. They place the Jets. Um, so that's and they got lit up by Brady and and the Bucks. So I think their their uh, pass defense isn't as good as it it was go um, prior to this. And so they they can be lit up by a good offensive team, which the Cincinnati is. <laughs> you said Tom Brady it was a Patriots. Confused again. <laughs> what? Yeah, I got, you confused me. Oh gosh, darn it! Jets, Jets got beat by the Patriots by Mac Jones and the Patriots. Who did Who did the Bucks play this week? The Bears, and they they the beat Bears. up on the Bears. Don't me I'm sorry, right. I apologize. You thought that's funny. I constantly get I I constantly for whatever Tom reason Brady's still so Brady is <laughs> with the Patriots. It's an it's it's an association thing. I I don't know, um, but yes. Anyways, they got beat up by New England pretty bad. Mm-hmm. There you, that's still the point. Hunter so their Henry defense got is in still... the end zone, the tight end mm-hmm. there. I mean, yeah. Uh, actually, talking about the Patriots is perfect. Uh, my next waiver wire ad is uh, Brandon Bolden. Ah, I like it. Five targets. I don't love it, but I like it. <laughs> five targets a game. He's only 5% rostered. He's going against the Chargers. They have a good pass rush. Either Mac Jones is going to have to get the ball out quick. They have a good pass defense. I think Brandon Bolden is going to be involved. And he's going to get a lot of dump downs. Uh, I think. I think actually you can play both Harris and Bolden. I think Harris is going to run, but since he's not involved in passing game, I think Bolden it will be a good uh, PPR value guy. Yeah, I like it. My second player, Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from the Baltimore Ravens, nineteen percent rostered. He's now played two games after starting the season on the IR. In both games, he's gotten six targets. He's caught. He caught three for 80 yards against the Bengals on Sunday, running the second most snaps amongst wide receivers in the past two weeks for the Ravens. He's really been their second guy each week in targets. I mean, six and six. Uh, He is number two on the team still behind Hollywood Brown. But this passing game is getting better. Bateman being back for longer is only going to make him better, get his connection with Lamar better. I think you're going to want to own Richard Bateman by the end of the season. He was a good pickup for this for this week because I know you talked about him before. Yep. And so I think moving forward, he will be. Um, my number two is Khalif Raymond of the Lions. He's 5.9% rostered. Um, I know I mentioned Amon Ra St. Brown before, but clearly I think Raymond is just the guy besides besides um, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, and then even Hawkinson to a, great, to a degree. Khalif Raymond seems like the guy that they're throwing to. And I know that's not like super, super great. Like it's not a, a, a rich field of, of talent there um, besides that. But I mean, if he's, he's the other guy like that they're throwing to. So besides their main players, they're going to him. So he's, you know, acting as their number one wide receiver with Quintus Cephas injured. So, and he got hooked up uh, with by Jared Goff this week for quite a bit of passes towards the end of that game. Yep. So Garbage in crunch time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm on St. Brown, the rookie there. Uh, we just all, I think we all want him to do so good and it's, mm-hmm. it's just not happening yet. I think you can drop him. Um, yeah. Cleve Raymond seems to be the ad for right now in uh, Detroit. Ryan, who is your third player? Uh, it's Christian Kirk. 
uh, 30%, 31% roster still. I don't understand. Uh, I, I would say most people on the Cardinals should be rostered in most leagues. There was a chance for him to do. I think they could get on the field and score 30 points. You know, I mean, they, there's a chance for him to get touchdown. I think he has five targets or more in almost every game. Um, in the big game, I think it's, he has three games under eight and four games over 12 point fantasy points. Like he's a little boomer bust, but I would take a boom on a good offense before I take a boom on a bad offense, you know? I feel you. Yeah. And I mean, we've talked about Christian Kirk how many times on the podcast now. Exactly. It's, yeah. Needs to be rostered. It's, it, like you said, it's getting to the point where AJ Green probably needs to be rostered. That. I, I, I mean, Zach Ertz is 64% rostered in his first game. He ran faster than he did for the last two, yeah. two years. He scored his longest touchdown of his career. <laughs> like I'm saying, game. his offense is, is James Conner looks like 2017 James Conner, 2018 when they were living on Bell Miss. His offense is like the old school sons. Yeah. Milk staff is bringing old people back to life and, and keeping them good. And now they're seven seconds or less. Yeah. I mean, those Arizona teams. So. Yeah, it's it's the it's acting as an oasis. You know, that's why people go there to retire. It makes them live longer. Mm. It stretches their careers out and makes them do better. So, all right, my third player, Alan Lazard, wide receiver from the Green Bay Packers, four point nine percent rostered. This team runs through its main guys: Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Robert Tunyon, and obviously Devontae Adams, who gets the ball a bunch, but. Adams is more than likely going to miss Thursday and Rogers is going to have to throw to the ball to someone against these seven and no Packers. Like Ryan was just talking about, they score a bunch of points. Aaron Rodgers is going to have to keep up with them. Now MVS is expected to be back coming off the IR and he isn't a terrible ad either. 1.7% rostered. I would even have him on Randall my Cobb? list. Randall Cobb. I mean, all these guys, because someone's going to have to get work. This does remind me of what I said last week. I would just want a Rams receiver, Van Jefferson or Jackson. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one of these guys are going to score, but one of these guys are going to score. Definitely. And options right now. Alan Lazard, the last two weeks, he's gotten five targets, six targets. He scored a touchdown in each game of the past two. So you should see more targets this week. Should probably see more yards and has a high probability of getting in the end zone again. So... I'll take Alan Zard and start him up this week. Thursday night. I know that's tough, but I'm doing it. So my third guy, I've had a somewhat rocky relationship with him this year, but uh, I started really hot and then it wavered a little bit. Now it's heating the back up. It's been put in the microwave and it's piping hot like a hot pocket. It's Carson Wentz, baby. Uh, Oh man. Can't wait for this to burn your mouth. Yep. He uh, is 22.1% rostered. The uh, the Indianapolis Colts seem to be kind of hitting their stride both on offense and defense, which is creating opportunities. That defense is creating opportunities for that offense by getting turnovers. And so it's putting the offense more on the field. Wentz doesn't really throw interceptions. He's, you know, he's had that uh, long longest active streak. I think he's only had one interception this, this year. He's had some fumbles, but still not very many interceptions. Um, and so he's reliable in the past game and their next three games, this is who has the, um, the Tennessee jets and Jaguars. Um, so that's who they face all beatable defenses. 
and teams where their defense can take advantage of those offenses in order to allow Carson Wentz to be on the field more. So I think he's a definite streaming option for the next few weeks. I played him this week in a league because of the bipocalypse. Yeah. Didn't, didn't do terrible for me. Is there anyone that you guys couldn't use for this list over 33% rostered that should that people should be looking for first? I say Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. He I is, have him on my list too. He is 59.6% rostered. And with Josh Jacobs being unsure of if he's going to play or not, then he definitely is to play. But even it, even without that, the past two weeks since, um, you know, who left the team, I think they've been using Drake. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Fuck that guy. Um, since, uh, coming like since then he's been involved a lot more in the offense and he's gotten, I think touchdowns in the, in both of those games. So regardless, I think he's a play, but especially with Jacobs out, he's a play or pick up. Yeah, I agree. Um, Elijah Mitchell is another guy that I have as uh, someone that should be rostered. 77.1% rostered, so he's mostly uh, hard. He's he's not mostly out there, but man, 18 carries, over 100 yards, got in the end zone. I mean, we know Shanahan's backfield. You don't know who it's going to be, but it seems to be Elijah Mitchell whenever he's out on the field. So, uh, go ahead and get Elijah Mitchell. Another guy, uh, Michael Gallup, 49.9% rostered. He's been on IR. Before he went on IR, though, he was good for those Cowboys. He was he was putting up numbers. So if someone dropped him after he went on IR, he is expected to be back at practice, which means he should be back within the next three weeks. So I don't know if I would pick up Michael Gallup over some of these other guys that we have, but he is definitely someone that uh, you should be keep in mind. For the coming, for the coming few weeks, then do you say to get rid of Cedric Wilson then, or yeah, I, I don't. I mean, Cedric Wilson is going to fall back to number four, and he might score a touchdown every once in a while. But I probably wasn't playing Cedric Wilson anyway. Uh, I just yeah, because he had a good game. I think like the last game they played, and it's like, why are they going to Cedric Wilson so much when you have CD Lamb Wilson and Amari Cooper? Get some targets. Just the way this offense works, he kind of always has. Um, or that third, fourth wide receiver mm-hmm. always has. Um, but uh, can you play that? I'm, I don't want to roster him because you're, then you're guessing it when he's going to hit, and I don't know when that's going to be. And so I'd rather just not ever deal with it. Michael Gallup, I will deal with Michael Gallup. He is talent. Mm-hmm. You got anyone, Ryan? Yeah, for me, uh, like I said, Zach Ertz earlier, and then Cleo Herbert uh, back-to-back games with over 20 touches and over 100 yards, uh, total yards. Um, seems like he's quite involved, kind of took over. Uh, did Williams play this week? No, still on that uh, COVID list. Wait, I, oh, I, think, I thought he got taken off for a second. Maybe he did, but I don't think he played. Um, even with Williams on, I think I, I think Herbert was still a guy. I was, I, I would yeah, like he, to start. He's done enough. I got scared versus Tampa Bay, and he still got off. Yeah. And I was like, that was kind of dumb. I mean, he was only back there. He, uh, when Montgomery comes back, that's a whole different thing because I think Montgomery goes straight to the number one role. But if this team is doing bad, is he, really, he might not come back. You don't know. About five weeks. It, it's already been three weeks in, right? So two more weeks. Yeah. 
We'll see what the Bears offense does. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, real quick, is there anyone that you're dropping? Yes. Hardman. God. Hardman, yeah. I, I got sucked in because he low-key had a few good some games, targets last yeah. few weeks. And I got sucked in, and I was like, all right, this Tennessee oh. game should be lit. No. You're getting kind of productive. You know, you're getting 10, 9 points a game or whatever. You know, you're starting to get into that flex category. Nah, man. Go on. Uh, Julio, if I don't know. I'm not sure if I would drop uh, him. I can't but drop I would, Julio, I, would, yeah. I would sprinkle him in a trade. Yeah. And I just hope the guy, I don't, I don't even know if you really want this guy, but I don't. Sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. Uh, another guy. Mm-hmm. I always go for it. Do I think? Do you, do you think people are still holding on to Allen Robinson? Yeah, or? I think you have to. Yeah. You have, the name value of Allen Robinson and Julio Jones is too much for you to drop. You just got to sprinkle them in trades. You yeah. have to be active. Mm. The problem with okay. Allen Robinson yeah. is it's not really his fault. Like no, no, that this yeah. offense is just not productive. Yeah, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet are kind of getting more targets than him, but he's still getting like five targets. He's just no can one I, is catching the ball. You? No one is getting a lot of yards there. Almost no one is getting in the end zone. Ah, it just sucks for Allen I, Robinson. I think Allen Robinson gets traded, and I've been and I kind of talked to Keone about it uh, last week because I got offered a trade with Allen Robinson, and, and I was like, "What are the chances you think he gets traded by the by the deadline?" And I think it's really high. All right, all right. We, we don't we don't got time. Tag. We don't got time. To yeah, talk yeah, about sorry, this. sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Um, you brought Allen Robinson. I got yeah, it. no, we, got, we don't got time. It's people were dropping. I really want to drop Mike Davis. Oh, he's, this is the death of him, bro. Yeah. Four, he only had four touches. Yeah, I mean, that's all you were writing on before was his touches, his carries. That's what was keeping him alive, and now he's not even getting those. Uh, he played 60% of his caps and got four touches, yeah. bro. I mean, maybe County's back. Maybe Gallman, maybe call me. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> For the rest of the season, you got a touch in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Keone, you dropping anyone? You got anyone? Um, maybe it's just because again, he's he's a great talent, and I think he should be traded, kind of just like Allen Robinson probably should be traded. Um, I Brandon Ayuk, like he, he just I think um, uh, Shanahan. what's his face Shanahan just spites him. I don't know why. Like I don't know the discord around that, but it just seems like there's a layer of anonymity between from Shanahan to Brandon Ayuk. Shanahan it's just like, does this though with out of receivers. There. We saw with Dante Pettis where like everyone was like, oh man, Dante Pettis is so good. And then all of a sudden he's not good anymore. And to be fair, Dante Pettis went to different teams and he's not that good. I mean, he kind of went off this week, but um, mm-hmm. he's not really that good. I don't know. But Brandon Ayuk is good though. Uh, I think he fits into the Kyle Shanahan system really well. But they're not using him. No, they're not. Like uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Drop Brandon Ayuk. Not worth it. That'll do it for today's podcast. If you guys want, we'll stick around on this. We have Twitch. You guys can come watch us live Mondays and Wednesdays. So uh, if you guys like more of our discussions, go ahead and follow us on Twitch, Daydreamer Media. We also have a website where you guys can find all of our content, daydreamermedia.com. We have the Instagrams, the Twitter, uh, day underscore dreamer media on Instagram, FF Daydreamers on Twitter. Anything you guys want to plug? He's no, muted, right? That's all right. Um, <laughs> I bet. Sorry, I had a cough. I'm muting myself. Nice. Uh, no, not to speak. Appreciate <laughs> it. I appreciate um, it. 
I mean, I know it's we're gonna have a podcast before this, but uh, be safe this weekend. Oh, like because it's a holiday weekend, so just be safe. Yeah, be safe. Um, watch out for any uh, drugs being put into your candy. Uh, yeah, any knives or anything, any guns. You find a Glock in your candy real quick. I mean, just be careful out Man. there, kids. Free Glock. Though, huh? <laughs> Let's have a win, though. <laughs> Alright, thank you for listening. Tell your friends, stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.